Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, weekday mornings at 6 a.m. on London DAB Digital Radio and on demand via the Bloomberg Business app and BloombergRadio.com. Joining us now is a member of the Treasury Select Committee, MP Anthony Brown, MP for South Cambridgeshire, uh, elected in 2019. Anthony, welcome to the programme. Thanks so much Thank for you. being with us. Um, look, we spoke to you yesterday on TV, I know, just before Quasi Quartet's speech, but now we have you afterwards. What did you make of the 20-minute speech? Um, well, I was there uh, a few rows from the front, and uh, I thought it did the job. It was, uh, uh, you know, it was trying to reassure people. Uh, he didn't obviously didn't apologise, but he, he confronted the the U-turn right up front, got it out of the way. And but the main thing is, and I completely support this and understand this. You need to stay the course in terms of the plan for growth, in terms of actually trying to get the economy going again. I've written various pieces in the past before Liz was leader, saying we need a laser-like focus on economic growth. We've got mm-hmm. to get our long-term growth rate up in the UK, uh, and he and the Prime Minister are trying to do that, and I absolutely support that, even if there are stumbles on the way, like the 45p tax. Okay. Um in terms of the detail, though, uh, it, it's problematic and the markets have found it problematic that we got the tax card announcement first and then the actual, uh, you know, how to fund it later. The medium term well, fiscal absolutely. From plan. The, from the, in the so-called mini budget, the fiscal event. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think even the Chancellor would accept that the handling should have been different. And the, and the big problem was not reassuring the markets beforehand for, right. a, for a new Chancellor. So 23rd of November is when it's slated to be the medium term um, plan in terms of the fiscal plan for the government. The Chancellor yesterday said that it would be coming sooner than that. How much sooner? Well, the, the, the critical date before that is on November the 3rd. The Bank yes. of England have got the Monetary Policy Committee where they set interest rates. And clearly it would be better uh, to have it before that, certainly if it's a, a reassuring thing so the Bank of England can actually see the uh, fiscal projections uh, so that when they decide what the interest rate should be. And you know, if he can show how he's going to fund uh, all this, then uh, presumably that should be ideally, hopefully, reassuring to the Bank of England and they may not raise rates as much as they otherwise would or indeed not raise rates at all. The Chancellor did not mention in that speech yesterday, he did not say the word inflation, interest rates or mortgages. All right, I didn't, I didn't, (laughs) I wasn't doing a word count. No, sure, but those are the key words when it comes to the impact of what the Chancellor has done. They're missing, is that kind of concerning? And certainly for voters it will be because they're seeing their mortgage rates go up and that's the thing that is going to hit economic growth. Well, I'm sure he mentions it in many other contexts and other speeches and I know he's done interviews about it and I completely understand mortgage borrowers who have got who are really worried about the rates of interest rate and it, and it has a, is having a dramatic impact on many people's of day-to-day spending ability uh, but actually he was setting out his sort of big vision on what he wants to do with the economy as a whole in terms of getting get increasing productivity the supply side uh, improvements that uh, he's planning and it's you know, absolutely right he sets that out he can't in a 20-minute speech you can't address absolutely everything yeah um, although it's, it's it's short by historical standards 
Is it? I don't know what the, what, what a yeah, chance of speech the party conference normally is. One of the shortest, the shortest is, yeah. ever. But, but um, his, his, his fiscal event speech, I mean, again, I was a couple of uh, rows behind him when he did uh-huh. that. in, uh, uh, And that was very short as well. I mean, that yes. was far shorter than the average. I think the average budget speech is about an hour or something. Yeah. I think that was about 20 minutes. You know, so he doesn't do really long speeches. That doesn't particularly bother me. I don't think people want politicians who do really long speeches. Well, it's I about the detail, prefer, though. I, I mean, the myself, detail I tend missing, to do shorter speeches. Well, the deta- well, often they do long speeches without any detail. But yes, mm, I agree. And, you know, obviously, we do need detail, but there's lots of ways of getting detail out. Okay. Uh, uprating benefits in line with inflation, <clears throat> is that definitely going to happen? Can we afford it? Um, so I don't know what the government's planning on that. I'm not inside the decision-making uh, loop on that. I know, I you know, certainly understand they're looking at everything in terms of uh, public spending, uh, as well as obviously taxation, which they've announced, uh, to, in order to show how we can live within our means. Mm. Um, <clears throat> there are clearly arguments that uh, benefits normally is up, right, right, up rate in line with inflation. Uh, most employees are not getting 10% pay rises this year. Indeed, all the uh, the, the threatened strikes and strikes that are happening, people will be delighted with the 10, uh, 10% pay rise. So there's a question mark about whether uh, only people on benefits should be the only ones to, to get uh, inflation linked pay rise. But on the other hand, uh, you know, the counter argument obviously is it's very problematic, uh, particularly in the cost of living crisis, to actually try and balance the books by not uprating inflation in line with RPI. And there's obviously a lot of people who are uh, seriously uh, concerned about that. But what are you in favour of? Uh, I want to, I actually want to see the full. I, I feel really uncomfortable uh, uprating uh, or balancing the books on the backs of the lowest paid or the people on the lowest incomes. But I want to see the full uh, uh, the f- full arguments and the full all the different figures and so on, rather than just have a debate about something that hasn't even started yet. And I haven't seen any government position on this. So I don't think the government's made any announcement. Okay. That I've seen. Uh, the mini budget tanked sterling. It sent borrowing costs skywards and it forced the Bank of England into an intervention worth sixty-five billion pounds into the bond markets. And next week, um, the Treasury Select Committee are going to be ha- have a meeting, have a have a discussion with Andrew Bailey, the Bank of England governor. What are you going to be asking him? I mean, after all of the sort of hits the Bank of England took in terms of criticism during the election campaign and over the last year, the Bank of England saved the government's bacon. Well, in fact, Andrew Bailey came uh, just before the, the Queen's demise, actually. We, I, I asked him questions about the whole um, uh, the remit of the Bank of England, mm. uh, and we had an extensive exchange about that, which you can look up if you want. <laughs> uh, and ba- basically, I, I, I fully support the government's, uh, the Bank of England's independence, and I, I'm definitely reassured that the, the Chancellor and the Prime Minister have also reiterated that. But the, the Bank of England's remit, so this is, I think, what the government had talked about, is reviewing the remit, it has been pure periodically reviewed uh, ever since it was made independent and often the terms are changed so uh, it went from RPI to CPI the the target went from a sort of one percent range to being a spot-on target and actually a review a point the, the governor of the Bank of England made which I hadn't appreciated when I asked the question that actually there was due to be a review of its remit uh, before the change of government mm-hmm. uh, so uh, I really wouldn't take that much um, you know, surprise from if there is a review of the remit. So long as it's very in very narrow scope about the exact how you exactly do the inflation target, rather than bringing into question the whole independence of the Bank of England, because I think the Bank of England generally, and I've been a defender of the Bank of England. I mean, yes. it's had a lot of flack over the fact that inflation has gone really high, but actually, it's gone really high in pretty much every country, uh, and uh, it was an exogenous supply shock. The uh, you know, the price of fuel went right up, and mm-hmm. that had knock-on consequences. There's very limited ways you can control that through uh, monetary policy. Just one last thought then on this government. Everybody is now talking about whether there's going to be another shoe that drops, whether there's going to be another U-turn after two yesterday. You know, 
Are there more measures that are seriously in danger, for example, corporation tax? Uh, I, I really don't think so, and I certainly hope not. I think it's you know it's clearly not good f- uh, for governments to any government to U-turn. Uh, governments don't like U-turning, and I totally get that. Uh, and I think the you know the corporation tax, the uh, national insurance yes. cut, uh, they were both you know really big parts of the uh, election uh, leadership election campaign. They were announced. I haven't seen any real pushback against that. And actually, if you want to be uh, 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 reassuring about this actually all it's doing is re- returning the level of taxation of those two taxes back to the level it was in April it's not like that's when the national insurance rise came in the corporation tax rise hadn't even come in yet mm. so it wasn't reversing a rise in corporation tax it was just keeping corporation tax at the level it already was so I think those measures are uh, completely sort of priced in Bloomberg Daybreak Europe weekday mornings at 6am on London DAB digital radio and on demand via the Bloomberg business app and Bloomberg Radio. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.